Hello, friends. Welcome back to our tale. The year is 1890. The place, Boston. An evil force continues to seep into our world, corrupting and conquering all who touch it. Our four brave adventurers foiled its mysterious plans and brought Jack the Ripper to justice. But can they succeed again? Can they keep this force from holding illimitable dominion over all? Find out as they face the Red Death. Okay, so a couple days have passed and uh, Finn's hangover has finally subsided completely. And uh, the four of you have met to kind of talk over everything. And one of the things that comes up while you are there is Agnes and Ignacia talking about using weapons a bit more and looking to the resident pistols expert in the group, uh, perhaps for a little bit more help with that. So James, no kidding. <laughs> James like, you really don't, I mean, you know, I mean, we can do a punching and he's like, just don't tuck your thumb. That's how you break it. Uh, I guess we can't really spend a whole day doing this. So Finn starts uh, chucking uh, oranges towards you to see if you can punch him out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 20 for 20. Well, it might be nice to get some fresh air, uh, maybe a little further away from the congestion of the city. Uh, maybe we can all take a little walk out and uh, we, can, we can practice with some of these, you know, some of these pistols next time next time you need it although agnes i seem to remember you you hitting dead on there were uh, whatever times. the hell that thing was there were a few times where i could have aimed better probably are you talking about with the glass of water i'm talking about with several occasions <laughs> in which aiming was required and i failed to really follow through properly on it James excuses himself for not plot relevant uh, details. <laughs> what, James? You don't want to come out there with us? At least you can watch us shoot things. Or at least um, things. I've seen Sawyer shoot things before. I would be just a distraction. Oh, look, a water build. <laughs> Why you don't want me in this thing? We're all we're we're all practicing like by a small water hole, and James's dad strips down to his bathing suit and just starts swimming in it. None of us can stay focused on the shooting. (laughs) That's the distraction I thought you were talking about. So should we smash cut to the (laughs) shooting range? Yeah, so smash cut to the forest, and you're out there. Uh, you've brought some bottles with you for target practice, and we don't need to go into the nitty gritty of how everybody learns to shoot or, uh, you know, what Sawyer teaches. You know, this isn't a, a how-to podcast, um, and if it were, we wouldn't be covering how to shoot guns. But what I would like to do is 
Agnes and Ignacia, I'd like to walk through a little bit how you learn to shoot. Um, and so what I'd like to do is a, a skill challenge with both of you, describing your efforts at learning and how you're connecting it to other skills that you already have. If you are successful at the skill challenge, you're gonna gain a proficiency with small firearms. And if you are not, then something else will happen. Do we need a roll initiative or are we just going one at a time? Yeah, you can just sort of go back and forth. Okay. So whoever would like to start. And so with a skill challenge, if you, uh, you're rolling trying to hit a target that I have in my head, uh, if you hit it, great. That counts as a success. If you don't, it counts as a failure. And after a certain number of successes or a certain number of failures, your efforts are over. Once you've used one skill, you can't use it again. Um, so yeah. Are you framing this in sort of like areas that Sawyer's teaching them, like that now we're gonna do this part and how they do it, or is it more like, I, I, I haven't done a skill check like this, a skill challenge like this. Sure, it absolutely could be, well, one of the things that Sawyer explains is X, Y, Z, or it could be more of like a, uh, so as he's explaining everything, I start to think, oh, wow, this is just like, mm. or, you know, if you're, if they're watching you, uh, like a good example might be perception. Mm. And so if they use perception to see, to look carefully at the way you're holding the gun or handling it, that might help them. Okay. Would would you I could I could set up each round basically by saying using my the feats Finn's character feats that have to do with shooting stuff. Sure, if that helps. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I, I guess the first one would be um, uh, this is more focusing on like paying attention to or, or to not being afraid because a lot of people flinch or hesitate. And so he equates it to don't think of it as pulling the trigger to shoot somebody. Think of it as yelling at them. You're just shouting really loudly at them. And so if you think about it that way, you're not going to be startled by the bang your gun makes because you were trying to yell anyway. So he's trying to, trying to basically tell you, you don't need to be afraid of the thing you're about to do. You've already decided. Now just do it. But like, you know, in Finn's voice. <laughs> um, I guess I can go first. Unless Cleo, you want to go first? I have one I it's a little bit of a stretch but I feel like one of the early times when Agnes misses um she goes to investigate mm -hmm. the, the target and what the bullet actually hit instead so that she can kind of form a bit of a mental calculation of like okay how far off was I what why did this happen yeah I'm definitely gonna allow that so go ahead and roll that's a 12 altogether. That is a failure. Oh dear. I have a plus six on investigation. I just, I, that was with the plus six. Okay, I was going to say. Just saying that it's weird that I rolled that bad. So tell me about how things go wrong with the investigation. Um, I think it's just that I'm so unused to handling a gun. And like, while I do have an analytical mind trying to piece this particular thing together of like 
but I thought that it was I was aiming correctly. I thought it was locked on exactly to the target. Like, is it the wind? Is it, is, am I shaking? Is my hand shaking? And then I start to think like, oh God, it's, it's me, right? I'm just like, my brain is incapable of doing this one hand-eye coordination thing. Okay, great. Ignacia. So whenever she's paying attention and she's looking, she's using, she's perceiving how far it is, how like what the range is and the angle and all that and using her perception she's going to try to see where it's at great perception's one of my highest skills and i roll it two two <laughs> so plus 10 so it's 12 yeah still not enough i know <laughs> they're really bad at shooting y'all it's finn's fault he's not a very good teacher <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yeah, just imagine that you're shouting at them with bullets. It's maybe the strangest shooting <laughs> advice I've ever heard. Well, I think I think when when after both of you have that that situation, Finn's sort of like he's like holding his temple and he takes his hat off and kind of like trying to think what what's going on. And he says, uh, "I think what's happening is you're you're overthinking it." And maybe I maybe I phrased it wrong. Um, when you're in an argument with somebody, you don't miss with your, with your cutting words and your insults or, or the point you're trying to make. So just make that point on the target. He th- thinks, about it, <laughs> thinks about it a little bit more and he says, maybe we can move on to something else. <laughs> what you don't want to be, and he stands in front of you both, and he says, is, is standing up like a, like, a, like a fool in plain sight where everyone can just see you and shoot you. So maybe when, when you've done shooting, you move out of the way and you get behind something. Uh, call it duck and cover. So I'll show you. And he does this like draws one pistol and shoots and then turns and draws another pistol while he's crouching down behind something and then shoots again. And he says, so you see there, I'm, I'm harder to hit when I'm moving and ducking and getting out of the way. So uh, to, to, to sum it up, think less and move more and yell with your gun. <laughs> I really wish I had my phone to tweet that. <laughs> you can tell that Finn's never taught anyone else how to do this, right? Cleo, do you want to go first again? <laughs> <laughs> I guess all right. I'm uh I try to watch carefully all this more moving and less thinking and gun yelling <laughs> and uh through watching and perceiving uh Finn's actions I try to duplicate it by just watching as carefully as possible and that's going to be a perception roll if that works. Jesus. Okay, that was really bad. That was a 6 altogether. <laughs> I can't give it to you. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> Finn's just moving too fast <laughs> to, to keep my eyes locked on. <laughs> He's just like the wind. Just can't, just can't, just beyond human perception. Okay. What does it end up looking like when you try to reproduce that? 
like really chunky movements or like you just like it's not like seamless at all it's like okay now i do this and it's one movement and now i do this and it's another movement it's like it's not fluid at all very robotic yeah i was, I was just gonna say agnes actually invents <laughs> the dance the robot <laughs> <laughs> the poor robot good will come of this <laughs> <clears throat> oh beautiful well sawyer says not to think much however ignacia and her brain is thinking way too much. And she's like, okay, so I have a thing and I need to hit it either in a vital area. So she's going into like the biological aspects of like where to hit humans, for example. And she's like, I need him in the brain or in the heart or at least in the knee to slow him down. And she's like, okay, maybe if I at least have three spots I can choose from, (laughs) I could maybe do something. So can I use medicine? Mm-hmm. Okay. The biology of a beer bottle. I'm getting rid of this dice. I'm not rolling that one anymore because that's another 12. Okay. I rolled another two. Okay, so talk to me about how that goes horribly awry. I think she's, also, she's once again thinking way too much about what needs to be done instead of what's happening in front of her. And so she's like trying to aim and shoot and do that but she's not holding the gun properly still because I don't think he went over how to properly hold a gun and so as soon as it goes off it just flies out of her hand (laughs) (laughs) and like she ducks quickly so it doesn't hit her in the face okay okay master teacher you're up all right, I think I think I've done this backwards a bit. I think we should probably focus on the oh no, it occurs to me. You were overthinking it because you were trying to think about what you were shooting at. Let's try to let's try to start there. Yeah. No, I don't think we need to talk about basics. I think we need to talk about the enemy. Those bottles are someone that you are trying to yell at in this conversation. Agnes? Who's someone that really, really uh, ruffles your feathers? My brother. Yeah. What's his name? William. I don't know if I'm comfortable practicing on bottles if I'm picturing William, though. I hate him, but not like shoot him in the face, hate him. You're not shooting him. You're yelling at him, remember? (laughs) All right. So I want you, I want you to run up to that fence where we were doing the, the, the duck and cover. I want you to run up to that fence and I want you to yell at him right off that post. Just, 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 just yell at him. Just yell at the bottle? No, with the, with the pistol. Like you're gonna, sh- oh, I'm, okay. I'm trying to get, I want you to, to use the pistol to shoot the bottle, but in your mind, you're yelling at your brother. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna instead of using my words, I'm gonna use a bullet. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, so I think at this point, Agnes tries to like take a moment of self-reflection uh, to figure out exactly why she hasn't been able to hit everything, anything yet, um, and to form some kind of insight into herself uh and like what's holding her back and what like potential insecurities are there and i think especially because of the thought of william and like 
now there, he wasn't here in her head before this mention, but now she has the idea of him there kind of like mocking her for fucking this up, like just like everything else. So I think I'm going to do an insight check. That's a 17 altogether. That'll do. Yeah. So, uh, pure rage for her against her brother is the thing is the key to all this apparently i just imagine there's a moment in agnes's head where she shoots this ball and it shatters and she's like imagines she's like oh no this is an interesting thing to dissect now (laughs) i'm going to reflect further on this later finn is very pleased Okay, Nasi, you're up. Um. Wait, wait, real quick. Before you do, Finn changes one thing because he doesn't, he's not sure you have anyone that you want to yell at. But he is sure that it's important that you hold the pistol the whole time. <laughs> so he's going to show you something different and he's going to show you the two handed approach. Oh, the, the what? <laughs> two hands on it. <laughs> squares your shoulders he says don't worry about ducking and covering don't worry about yelling at your target just aim line it up take a deep breath and don't let go and then he ducks behind a tree where Agnes is standing and <laughs> both well out of harm's way I think she's like the worst shot out of the two of them honestly <laughs> Um. so with that new stance. I'm just trying to see. Maybe. Oh, I'm just trying to think how to word this properly. Maybe with the understanding of what's happening, trying to break it down, not in a medical sense, more in a biological sense of like, so instead of doing medicine this time, can I use biology? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully this is better. So talk to me a little bit more about how you're breaking down the sort of biology of your shooting. So it's similar to the idea of the medicine itself where she was thinking, okay, if I hit him in the head, the heart, or anywhere in the, 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 the torso or the knee, it'll slow them down and stop them. In biology, and with that, she understood that the medicine, like, if you hit him in the heart, head and hit the brain on, like, the eyes. Actually, I don't know, because biology and medicine sort of overlap in that aspect. So I don't, I think maybe I should use something else. Yeah, biology is more like the biological processes. It's sort of like um, understanding kingdom and phylum and stuff like that. Oh, not like, okay. Yeah. All right, so let's instead use nature. Survival. Uh, once I get past my big roles, there's not anything that's really great anymore. <laughs> insight, maybe. Let's go with insight. Okay. Um, so she's she's just trying to breathe, and you know, line up her shot and just go for it. And I already rolled, so I'm going to keep that roll, which is overall a ten. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be. Enough. I know. She's a really bad shot. It's okay. Did you hang on to the pistol? Yes. The pistol's still in her hand, however, it like did like one of those things where it went over her shoulder, but she was still holding on to it. She's in but I think she also probably 
like shut, closed her eyes at the time. So that's why she completely missed. Okay. All right. So I think we need to revisit the basics. And I think that's the, a montage of us just looking at the weapon, not loaded, putting one, one bullet in the chamber, holding it, how to hold it, pulling it. And then as he's doing this, he realizes he probably should have started with this, um, <laughs> with, with, the, with the basics, um, and then um, moves the target closer, or not the target closer, but moves us closer to the target, and then says, don't think of it as a person. Think of it as trying to knock the bottle off, and whoever can knock the most bottle off, bottles off of uh, you know, that, that railing over there, um, you know, I'll, I'll buy them drinks. You could any way you want, and he picks up a rock off the ground and chucks it at the bottle, and one of them goes down. So you, you do it with a rock, you do it with the pistol, whatever you want. Just knock down as many as you can. And at the end, none of them should be left standing, and I'm buying drinks. And nobody has to mention to James that any guns went flying and anyone was any danger. I think the idea of throwing something as opposed to shooting something like immediately brings Agnes back to all the glasses that just like did not hit their target. So she's going to want to stick to the pistol. <laughs> um, but I think this time what she's, the approach she's going to take is that she's trying to kind of get a sense of their location in the environment and like the, the nature in the scenery, because maybe the ground is slanted a certain way and the wind is blowing at a, like a certain amount. I don't know, speed, whatever wind does. And the sun might be like in her eye if she's angled a certain way. So maybe she needs to angle herself a little bit better. So she's in the shade of the tree. Am I selling the nature that's, check well enough? That's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm not allowed it. <laughs> okay. That I would, that's the, that's the, the edge right there. That's, that's right, right, I found it. Yeah, okay. You found it. Well, that's a nine altogether. <sighs> I'm sorry to, sorry to say no. So yeah, um, doesn't matter if the sun's in her eyes or not. <laughs> Just she still manages to. She's overthinking it like a lot at this point, and I think it's just she's like stressed out because she's so bad at this, and it's just it's too late now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like since Sawyer's so starting to bring up other <laughs> means of fighting mm-hmm. instead of just shooting. Quietly, after Agnes stepped up, Ignacia is sort of like in the back, waving her hands around, her eyes trying to glow a bit, and she casts spiritual weapon. <laughs> just uh, the, the 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 glowing ethereal axe appears and just goes and chops one of the bottles down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you roll for its attack. Or what do you want this? How do you want to go? Well, no, I, th- we can say the spiritual weapon hits it, but what skill are you using? So not just as an attack roll, but like mm. um, use that one. Use that one. Survival, because it's an axe. Mm. Do you mm. have Arcana? I oh yeah, I can use Arcana. I didn't yeah. really, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Finally, something good. A synthetic 20. All right. So talk to me about how hitting this with uh, a spiritual weapon axe helps you better understand 
how to shoot things. At least you finally figured out how to hit a thing. <laughs> the old confidence booster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. When the thing appears, it it like completely catches Finn off guard. He was not expecting it because he was he was like just looking downrange. And when it happens, he draws his pistols and takes cover and like gets ready to. And he looks back at you and he kind of puts two and two together and he says, "See, you th- you think less. You just you just obliterated that thing with whatever that was." You've you've seen it before, twice. Yes, but uh, yeah, but my point is, you you can clearly uh, dismantle the target. You can hit the target with something. So there's no difference in the pistol. She looks at the pistol. She looks at the ethereal axe floating in air next to the bottles. She looks at the pistol again. She looks at Sawyer. She's like. I think there might be a difference, but I'll give this another go here in a bit. And she steps back, and the the axe is still just floating. How how close are are we for the skill challenge? Are we uh, close to not making it? We're we're very close to not making it. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, Agnes, how are you explaining away the glowing axe that just broke a bottle in in, in Twain? Acute stress. Great. <laughs> I have one more idea. Okay. The way they're rolling, you'll only need one more idea. One more idea. It's not a good one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this for anybody trying this at home. Um, also, nobody tried this at home. <laughs> um, I wouldn't categorize I meant any teaching, of this I meant teaching people ideas. not shooting. <laughs> not, not, not like an idea for yeah no one should shoot it's it's more like what to do when you're unprepared to teach people um it would require however that uh finn did a little bit of preparation beforehand would he have had a little bit of time to set up the range yes all right he says uh well i i guess i guess we have to try this last thing since this has happened quite a bit it's it's how to how to use the gun when you're caught off guard or startled by something. So why don't we both, you know, everybody just stay right here with your pistols out, train them on, on your targets. And so all three of us are standing there at the little thing, aiming downrange at the, at the targets. And then uh, all of a sudden, Sawyer just takes a couple steps back and says, yep, just keep aiming downrange. <laughs> then he cuts something and a thing flies down from a tree on a rope. And it's, it's looks like a, like a, uh, a black cloaked r- figure just flying in front of them, swinging back and forth. <laughs> but it's it's very it's like halfway between them and the target, so they're looking downrange. But this thing's closer, and it's meant to catch them off guard and see if they can shoot it or how they're going to react. That's that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's great. <laughs> I think. In part, in like unconsciously inspired by, uh, or subconsciously inspired by the, the you know the glowing axe that isn't you know really there, obviously. Of course. Not. Um, it's just so stressful. Agnes starts to try to like, in in her mind, this isn't what she's doing. Like she's just concentrating really hard is what she's thinking, but she's trying to realistically what's happening is that she's kind of attuning into a force that's beyond what she believes to actually exist. And she's trying to like really zero in on that target 
um, by connecting to it in a not entirely non-magical way. Okay, great. Uh, so we're going to go for an Arcana roll on that. That's a 14. It's not going to do it. So describe how this is the last straw for you. Um, I think like the shot's really close. Like it almost hits and yep. I can tell that it was just like almost there. And um, somehow that is more frustrating than if it had been completely off because it just feels like I'm so close and yet so far away. And that's just Agnes just, just like, she puts down the gun. She's like, I can't, this is, that's, this is where I have to draw the line for today. I'm sorry. I just can't continue to reveal just how terrible I am at this and how I'm never going to be able to help any of us with a gun ever. Like, it's just, it's pointless. Why am I even trying? And she has to like go and take some time by herself off in like a nearby meadow or something. Okay. Ignacia's last thing is that as they're getting ready to shoot and stories just keep saying, just like, oh, just, you know, be prepared and like just clear mind and all that stuff he's trying to teach them. Uh, she's actually praying underneath her breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm going to, can I use religion? Sure. Okay, cool. And she's like, Abelita, if you're here. A, I'm sorry that I'm using guns. B, please help. Thank you. <laughs> so wait, are you, this is before the, the banshee thing comes flying down. You're saying, you're, yes. you're praying to Abelita. <laughs> and so as she does this and like, aims a fire, she gets completely caught off guard. And like she, the gun like sort of like slips out of her hand. Cause I rolled a natural one. Oh So, no. so it's 10 overall. <laughs> Does Agnes get shot in the back while she's walking away? (laughs) (laughs) Sawyer's the one who really deserves it. It's not Agnes. Actually, I don't think she shoots. It just just slips from her hand and, like, falls on the counter and, like, or the the fence or whatever. Discharges in a random direction, like, away from them. And just falls to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so talk to me about how that's the the final straw for you. (laughs) She just stands there, a little shaken, staring at this thing. And the little axe is still there, because her, you know, and it just goes over and just chops the rope down (laughs) and lets the little sack fall. She just leaves her hands away and makes it disappear and she rubs her forehead and she's like, well, I mean, we, we tried. Obviously guns are definitely not for me and I'll stick to, I'll stick to what I, I, I can, but thank you though. <laughs> and she's just going to also, she's like, I need to, I need a minute and just walks in like another wooded direction. Hmm. I think we cut to later in the evening at the bar. James is over a hamburger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's real simple. Eyes, genitals, throat. And that goes back <laughs> to eating. <laughs> 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 
That's how you take anyone down. And then once you hit them, try to hit them again. <laughs> Whatever, whichever one you pick first, your second punch should go to one of the other two non-hit areas. So if you go genitals first, your second should be a follow-up to the eyes. If you go throat first, your second should be a follow-up to genitals or, you know, eyes again. You know. Agnes takes a note, genitals first. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's going to get him doubled over. And then you can come in with a nice uppercut if you need to, you know. But, you know, fork the fingers to get the eyes. I think Nancy's just looking at her hands and just, like, knowing how weak she is, she's like, mm, mm-mm, nope, not, not going to happen. <laughs> None of that has to be canon. <laughs> but <laughs> I just imagine James hearing how this shooting session went and be like, well, I can teach you how to hurt somebody with your hands. I see. I love the idea of this being like all of that was them recounting this to you. <laughs> and then it cuts back to you, and you're like, "So it's real simple." <laughs> Eyes, genitals, throat. <laughs> uh, we tried. <laughs> later, later that evening, Finn is still in the forest. Looking at those bottles, trying to figure out what went wrong. Maybe he fashions a holster out of them and gives it to Agnes. To be like, here, now you have bottles on hand for throwing. <laughs> Bottle holster. <laughs> Little bandolier of bottles. Love it. All right. So uh, we'll say while you're out at that bar, um, Somebody walks in who you all recognize. Uh, and it is the waiter who Finn was uh, using and abusing at the, at the museum. I believe I deputized him. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you may have. Um, and so he sees all of you looks at you and you get the sense he wants to come over and talk to you. What do you all do in response to that? This is immediately after James explains. Yes. The three points. Yes. James's, James's three points. His three three point punching system. The three point attack. The, The PowerPoint presentation is over. (laughs) <laughs> These are the three points we should hit. There's um, stick figures with little arrows drawn on the table, on the napkins on the table. Mm-hmm. So I think I think um, Sawyer's a bit uh, <laughs> a bit frustrated because there's been lots of laughter from James about his failed attempt to do anything effective in the forest with teaching, um, and completely upstaged him with the like very eloquent explanation of a way to actually use a form of Mm self-defense um and so he's been kind of quiet and you know (laughs) put in his place and when the friend when that that favorite you know the person we know comes in um do we do we remember his name he never got his name uh i think that's like a way out or a way out of this shame spiral that finn has put himself in and Mm -hmm. so he, he he looks up and he says a friend why don't you come and join us? Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps we can demonstrate what we've all learned here tonight on you. Uh, have a seat. 
I'm going to ask him, what would you go for first, <laughs> eyes, throat, or genitals? He, he says, for what, for what purpose? Can I buy you a drink? I think Please. as Agnes is asking that, Ignacia is like in mid-sip and she's like choking in the process of <laughs> trying not to spit it out. So he looks over at you and, and looks very concerned. He's, he's wondering what exactly he's walked into. James swallows a bit of hammers as we're merely discussing the ways to, uh, to uh, disarm an attacker. He says, well, uh, I don't think you all need any help with that after the museum. You, those guys just, you took them right down. And then he looks at Ignacia and he says, and you, uh, I, I don't even know what you did, but it was, it was incredible. Oh, um, thank you. Um, just supporting my friends, that's all. And she's just like shaking her glass and just drinking a bit more. Mm -hmm. Not used to, I don't know, not used to random people talking to her. So she's like, oh. Well, Finn is sitting right next to Ignacia and he stands up abruptly seeing this moment playing out. And uh, he gestures for the, the waiter to sit in his seat next to Ignacia. <laughs> and he says, I'll go fetch another chair and uh, some more beverages. Uh, are you drinking? That was a foolish question. I'm going to get us some drinks. <laughs> Ignacia gives him a look like, wait, where are you going? Please. Oh, wait. He, tur uh, he turns around and winks. <laughs> winks at Ignacia. Please don't look. Oh, okay. Um. All right, uh, Ignacia, give me a persuasion check. Uh... <laughs> Okay, plus two. That's a 12. Okay. Um, so what would you like him to do? I mean, he was offered a seat, so he's probably going to take it, right? Like, mm -hmm. so here's a spot open. Hello, huzzah. <laughs> she's like, she's just like looking at Sawyer as he's walking away. She's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so so he sort of shyly takes the seat and um he says I, I wanted to talk to you when you left to to all to all of you not just you but to all of you um thank you for i think saving everyone's life that night i mean i don't want to speak to the whole group but it's just, it's just rather unfortunate. Some um, mindless imbeciles like the that group that was out there came out, and we just did what we could. But everyone else was just standing there. I mean, even me, like I, I think I'm brave, but I just, I just stood there. You all acted. James um, wipes his mouth. Says, "Well, it's it's easier to act when you've had experience with acting before. So there's there's no shame in there's no shame in not taking action. You know, I mean, taking action and you know, I think we all know taking action can 
bad things can happen, but we've done it before. So, so we're more likely to take action in those situations. He says, sure, but sure. And he sort of accepts that as a, as an explanation. Um, Going around the table, uh, what is it that each of you finds immediately likable about this guy? Am I back at the table? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> you guys have been chatting for about an hour oh. uh, at this point. So after this hour, each of you has decided you really like this guy. So what is it you like about, uh, about Alex? So I think James likes that Alex is kind of vulnerable, but also like vulnerable in the sense that they want to, they're aware, he, they're aware of where they feel like maybe it's whether, whether it's anybody else agrees or not, they, they're aware of where they want to kind of improve and actively want to improve in those places. Roughly how old is Alex? Alex is probably about 25. Okay. I'm going to say that Agnes, like there's something about him that kind of reminds him of her, but like her prior to all the, all the like supernatural shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he seems a little bit not like necessarily naive in a bad way, but just like un unscathed by all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like she has none of us have really interacted a whole lot with people who, have, who are just not interacting with you know terrible supernatural stuff all the time. And she's worried, like she has a fear that if he's around them that he's going to be in danger and like not be able to handle it similar to how like Agnes will not be able to handle this shit like a few years ago at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think Ignacia really sees how attentive he is. Like despite not knowing anything, he's very like open to questions, really like, you know, paying attention to the conversation that they're having and really sort of just, you know, asking the right questions and they like dig a bit more. And she's like, Oh, yeah, he's interested in our conversation, whatever that may be. So, yeah. Cool. Um, and I think with uh, for Sawyer, <clears throat> Sawyer's used to using other people as puppets, usually police officers. Um, and he never really feels bad about that uh, because he doesn't really like police officers. Um, but with this person, he like, uh, he like, he, that that waiter could have avoided him the rest of the evening after the first interaction, but there were more interactions. And then when he like faced him at the end and handed him a pistol and said, you're deputized. Like he saw that the person wasn't afraid of that. I mean, they were, but they weren't like, you know, overly afraid. Um, I think he sees like an eagerness or something like that. Like there's something more that this person has, but mostly he's excited that he complimented Ignacia and it made Ignacia happy and a little flustered. That's what that's what Sawyer likes about him, which is a great transition. <laughs> Everybody, give me an insight psychology check with advantage, except for Ignacia. Just give me an insight check. Well, that okay. was a natural twenty, so that's twenty for me too. <laughs> Wait, did did we just get three twenties? 
<laughs> well, you got your bad rolls out. I have a 12 and then a 20. Kent, what did you get? Uh, I wrote a 14. Mm, what's an insight check? Insight psychology. Psychology. Um, it's a wisdom. Okay, so I got a 15 total. Okay. So all of you are able to see pretty clearly um, that Alex is very attentive to the group as a whole, but more so to Ignacia. Uh, The things that she says are more fascinating to him. The, he's very clearly trying to pick up on her tells and see what, uh, see what she's thinking and is really hanging on every single word. And so picking up on all of that, one by one, each of you make some very flimsy excuse to stand up and walk away from the table. Oh, look, a wall needs built. <laughs> I suddenly have the urge to play darts. Will any of you join me in a game of darts? I, James. <laughs> I, James, will join you, Agnes, for a game of darts. Excellent, James. Let's go play the darts. Let us play darts now. Thank you. Wait, did somebody say something about darts? Yes. Why, we're about to participate in a game of darts. Would you like to join us? Would you, Sawyer? Like out in the out in the forest, or should I be should I be concerned? Oh no! Just over yonder in next room. <laughs> James walks over to the dartboard, points to the bullseye, and says "eyes." Points a little over and says <laughs> "throat." Points a little over and says "genitals." <laughs> Finn walks over and takes three darts off of the te- the table and throws all three at the same time, while you're still standing too close to the dartboard. <laughs> uh, give me a quick dexterity check. Oh, God. Make a point or three. I'm sad to report that's a natural one. Oh, no. Oh, okay. You're okay. You're no, okay. I, I rolled a 19. Okay. So, yeah. So, as he does the eyes, throat, genitals, the darts go and hit <laughs> close to there but certainly not on his fingers see much easier than shooting guns (laughs) (laughs) so Ignacia you're left sitting at the table with Alex and you find him to just be wonderful to talk to um there's nothing more mysterious than that. It's just he's great to talk to. Um, and so the, the two of you chat for about an hour about nothing in particular. He tells you a little bit about himself. And it's wonderful. Um, and so at the end of the evening... He asks you if he could call on you sometime. Ignacio's probably had like another drink on top of the one she already had because of things and stuff. But when he asked that, she just 
she takes she finishes off her last glass and she's like um yeah i i might be moving soon but i i would like that he says i uh i would i would like that too maybe dinner sometime um i mean if i had to see how work is but sure well, the, the the weekend perhaps do you work on weekends unless dr han's on call then i usually don't uh, okay uh well maybe uh this weekend if you're not on call she's doing the math real quick in her head she's trying to remember her calendar and the wedding's not for like another few weeks right and the wedding's about a week and a half away okay she's like um yeah i i would like that cool across the bar you hear agnes that was a truly stupendous throwing of darts why thank you james your compliment has bolstered my confidence and i believe my dart throwing ability sawyer i believe it is your turn to throw the darts why are we yelling Oh, ha, ha, Sawyer, you are such a laugh. <laughs> you are such a ham, Sawyer, in all occasions. I don't care to be outside the joke. Someone needs to explain this to me now. Why are we yelling? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much fun. <laughs> What are you talking about? This is how we normally converse whilst throwing the darts. No, it isn't. It isn't, James. It isn't. And now I'm getting kind of frustrated. I'm going to get another drink. Agnes, would you like to take Sawyer's turn in throwing the darts? I can still hear you. Why, yes, James. I think that I would. Surely you can only improve his poor score. Well, we'll see about that. Ha <laughs> ha, here I go. Is any of that staying in, Ken? I don't know. <laughs> Three to four months away, Ken, we'll decide. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex leans over to Ignacia and says, are your friends always this awkward? Um, No. Um, that's, that's when Sawyer walks by the table in a huff because he's really frustrated at the others. And he says, those two are so awkward. And he walks to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> We're just over dramatically throwing darts. <laughs> I, they must have gotten a little deep in their cups tonight. I don't know why they're acting like that. All right. So the... The night starts to wind down and Finn and James decide to stay behind for a bit and have another couple drinks. With Alex willing to walk the ladies home, both of you feel comfortable with that. Finn, why do you decide that this is a good time to, uh, to tell James about your history? Is it the um, the the bad history or the yeah. good history? Okay, the bad history. Um, 
I mean, maybe it would come up, it would come up probably like if we were having a couple extra drinks together, everybody else is gone. There's no more pressure. Uh, he's not yelling anymore, which is nice. Um, if he, if I think, I think what would cause Sawyer or Finn to, to reveal that is if he was complimented. If James said anything that, that sort of said like, thank you, or, you know, what you know thank you for what you did or or you know it seems like you you you're looking out for us or you want to protect some anything like that would instantly cause a flood of guilt um because of the bad that Finn's d- done and there's no amount of atoning that's going to like make up for that and so i think i think like that could prompt that conversation okay all right do you want me to set you up with a thing sure how much have we been drinking um enough all right so um the others the uh, ignacia and agnes have have been taken home graciously by alex um and i think we've been having more drinks and i think after a while james um you know we're just kind of bullshitting back and forth sawyer and james just different things and James is writing Sawyer a little bit about, about everything he heard about the, uh, the shooting range and, you know, Sawyer is really hard on James on, on the darts because James just can barely hit that dart board. Uh, but, uh, James at one point takes a drink. They both take a drink after laughter and sigh. And James is like, you know, would I call you Sawyer or Finn? Probably Sawyer. Okay. You know, Sawyer, this is after a big burst of laughter over something silly. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't think any of us would be sitting at this table uh, if it weren't for, for you. You've really, I mean, you've really pulled us out of the fire in this stuff. I think because there was laughter a moment before it takes a, a few beats for it to sink in and he's staring at his glass. There's probably, you know, two shots worth in, in the glass and he's just kind of staring at it and too, almost a too long of an awkward silence. And then he says, uh, uh, you, you'd all be better off without me. Someone else would have stepped up. No, you know, my friend Terry, from the from the beginning of this, my friend Terry, no one would have stepped in for him. Everybody would have, you know, discounted him as just a murderer who had a bad interaction with 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 a working girl. And you, you, and he, he's. I mean, I think they're both a little a little inebriated. He's like you. You took my side. You you believed in him. You, you know, and, and through all of this, you've, you've, I've, I've seen it. You've put yourself in harm's way for the rest of us. And, and not many, not many people are going to do that. Well, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of atoning to do, I suppose. He reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this uh, silver cigarette case and opens it up and inside it are two things. It's a photo he les- le- lays it, he's a little bit drunk, he leaves it on the, the counter. On one side is a picture of him and uh, looks like a friend of his. Um, and uh, on the other side 
is a folded up really matte like ratty piece of paper and he pulls it out and slides it over and unfolds it and it's a wanted poster that obviously we've alluded to but it's definitely him but it says uh red finn um and last scene running with uh was it hellbound hauler hellbound hauler uh that gang um and uh so i think i think he like takes a second for james to like notice it or or you know and he says uh your friend was no murderer i mean i know what happened to other people seem that way but one murderer can tell another and he was no murderer i think james is just kind of nodding doesn't he slides the wanna poster over and uses his finger to turn it around, looks at it, and says, had a bit of a past life here, did you? You could say that. It was a whole other life altogether. I ran with some bad people for a long time. I was raised by them, and I thought, that was just going to be everything. That was my, my lot in life. I was going to die young, shooting and running away all the time. But I found a way out of it with some help, but lost the person in the process. But all the stuff that I did, there's no way that I'm like you and the others. There's no way that I'm worth saving I'll do everything that I can to keep you all safe. Whatever this arrow business is circle, but I want you to understand James, that I'm not a good person. I'm not one of the good guys. I think James is kind of nodding through this all. He says, well, he takes a drink, slides a bottle over to Sawyer and says, well, my history begins with that night in the bar with you. And I can tell you from that, you are a good person. I think that's when Finn or Sawyer finishes that whole drink fast and in a very obviously avoiding response kind of drink. And James says, you know, he slides the bottle back over and pours back in, fills him up. He says, you know, your past is your past. My past is my past. Everyone's past is their past. But I don't define you by your past because I don't know it. And so all I have to work on is your present. And your present, Sawyer, and he kind of reaches out across the table and puts his hand on his shoulder and says, your present is really good and if if not for you i don't i mean we we wouldn't i mean i'd be i would be just lifeless in some tomb or in the basement of some warehouse you know i just i i would not be here without you and he kind of squeezes your shoulder you know and gives you a little friendly shake and and pulls back he says and and you know and and agnes and ignacio none of us would be here 
without you. So your past may be as clouded as you think it is, and, and, and maybe it is, but your present and your future with us, we all are one. I mean, we're all indebted to you because you have saved our lives, you know, numerous times. And I mean, but more importantly, you've, you've, we love you and you've become such good, good, just friends with us. And he kind of trails off. I think the, uh, the, when you say the word love, it like it snaps him back from staring at his empty glass that he had just down. And he says, um, after a few, a few beats of, after you've trailed off, he says, uh, part of my history is, uh, good people around me, especially those that I've come to, to love getting killed because of me, because of my past. I, I lost someone who was setting me on a different path because of my gang that I ran with. I found somebody who showed me something more and something I didn't think that I was allowed to have. And all that was taken from me including them and uh i i feel like that's going to happen with anybody that i get close to so i appreciate you saying these things and the feeling is very mutual but i worry that who i am and what i do i'm not the type of person that brings good into other people's lives i'm the kind of person that tends to bring the other thing. But as long as we all got something to fight against, I'll fight it and I'll do my best to keep you all safe. Just like I know you will. But I'm worried if I get a little too close or my past comes flaring up again, that I'm bringing you all into even more danger. And he's uh, tapping the ring on his finger, the silver ring, uh, not the, not the ring he's not supposed to wear, the other ring. And he says, "This is all I have to remember him by. I want to be able to see you all and be be with you all. I don't want to have things to remember you by." I think he, then he turns turns the glass upside down, puts it on the, like so that it's circling his face on the wanted poster and slides it back, sort of getting it kind of wet and gross from the, what you know, condensate or whatever. It's basically, he's trying to destroy the paper, slide it back over, crumple it up and kind of be done with the conversation. And he puts the water paper in the glass and slides it forward. Not that he's saying you shouldn't keep talking. He's just saying it's like, he's, he's done with that monologue. <laughs> James picks it up and holds it kind of in front of him as if he was reading it, but he's not. Uh, and he very dramatically rips it in half. And he says, I understand that you're afraid of causing, in your mind, causing the death of people, but I assure you in this, if, if any of us die, it won't be because of you. It's because we have come together to help everyone. I think that gives Sawyer a 
something to think about. He, he's not, he's, he's, does, he's looking at the torn paper, but he's definitely, you're aware that he heard what you said. I think James takes the two pieces and wads them up and kind of shoves them down in the whiskey glass and kind of pushes it to the side of the table. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that, but I suppose what we're doing now is a, well, I suppose that it's, it's a, a reason to risk death. I think James nods and pours both of us a drink and, you know, takes a, takes a drink. Did, did you pour it into the glass with the wanted poster? Wanted yes. Into it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that will definitely add some levity to the situation when, when Sawyer takes the sopping piece of the paper out and James, damn it. There's first, other glasses. First yelling at darts with Agnes. James pours it into two, you know, empty glasses. No, I'll drink, I'll drink it out of the uh, paper post. I'll, dr- I'll drink it out of the me water. All of that's getting glass. cut. <laughs> me glass. <laughs> It had a picture of me in it. <laughs> it's the me glass. You shit on my symbolism. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was a great metaphor. Like, you're pouring the whiskey over it and you're going to drink it now. I like that. Can we go back to that? God damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think once we both drink and... Uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, Sawyer... Sawyer takes a drink and says, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a toast type thing. Like, well, I, I guess he just holds up his glass and says to something worth dying for. James holds his out and says to something worth dying for. That's when they drink. And as you finish off that drink and look around, you realize that the place is pretty much cleared out. You look at the clock on the wall and realize it's pretty late and decide that maybe it's time to head on home. Did we do this before when we left the place? Like you're, we both walked together for a while and then we went, I, I don't know, would we be walking totally different directions? Uh, so as you, so you're, you're heading out? Yeah. Well, unless there's a piano player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we head out. <laughs> All right. So as you stand up, uh, I'm going to need both of you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, synthetic 20. 19. Okay. So both of you, as you stand up, wobble heavily and realize that your legs feel feel real funny. I'm now going to need both of you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. James, my legs feel funny. Ooh, natural 20. <laughs> uh, it's uh, 18. Neither one of those is going to do it. Oh, shit. So everything sort of telescopes in. And though you keep your feet, you sort of ease yourself down to the ground and the room starts to spin. As you do, the bartender who you suddenly looking at him realize wasn't the bartender from before walks over towards you kind of pushes you back towards the ground 
And as he does, you see an unmistakable tattoo on his index finger. Can I have a final word before I go out? Absolutely. Do I go for the eyes, the throat? I think James is already gone. (laughs) And that's where we'll leave it. The Red Death is Morgan Nuncio as Ignacia, Cleo Yansu Davis as Agnes, Tim Devine as Finn Sawyer, Kent Blue as James, and Doug Lewandowski as the Game Master. The Red Death is part of the Role to Play Network. It is edited, produced, and hosted by Kent Blue. Discover more at RollToPlayNetwork.com And do join us next time. If you be a rescue mission yep with the two unshooty not fighty people i like to think i made that bottle bandolier for <laughs> Agnes. Oh, oh oh boy i'm gonna stop this recording real quick <laughs>